right, so welcome to the regular G.I. Joe podcast. And uh, today is um, going to be the first episode. And what I want to highlight in today's episode is really my transition story. So um, I really want to get into helping people out with their transition stories and get people on. But if I'm going to do that, I first need to be the one who talks about my story. Um, and, you know, to anyone who knows me or anything like that, it's, it's I rarely talk about this at all. I'm not very proud of my story. Um, there was a lot of down parts and a lot of things I'm not very excited about. Uh, but this is a real story and it is what it is. And um, hopefully someone can learn from it. Uh, and and uh, it will be explicit. Um, it's the only way I know how to authentically express myself so there's that and then also uh if i do jump around i do apologize that's this is the first time i really talked about it in length and as a whole so there are going to be some things that i do miss um so i entered into the air force uh 2004 um i graduated like on saturday and left money for boot camp so my whole idea of military has been literally after high school, and that's all I've known my entire life. Um, I spent nine years in, and uh, after nine years, I kind of had a hard time. And a lot of that from what it was was, man, I, at the age of 18, all I knew was just military life. And um, I got out in 2013. Um, what they were doing is I was going to get out anyways. I wanted to get out because I was fed up. Uh, reality that's one of the biggest mistakes that I regret to this day is that um, I should just PCS somewhere else and I probably would still be in um, but you know it is what it is I, I didn't do it and I'm here today but I was getting out and uh, at the time Air Force was letting people go earlier so because I had less than a year um, in my contract for enlistment they um, let me out early so a couple months out early, you know, I get out and that's what really started the bitterness. I was really bitter. Um, and it's not because bitter because it was time to go. I mean, that didn't, it was a heartbreak, but I was bitter because, um, you know, my first daughter, you know, three day, I, she came home on a hospital on a Friday and that Sunday night I was working an exercise. So 12, 14 hour shifts, just nonstop working with a brand new baby, um, and you know, I gave so much, and that's what a lot of people have problems with. Is um, it was my identity; it was everything to me, and I was really quick and really fast to sacrifice anything and everything for the job. Um, but when it was my turn to get out, that's when I found out real fast that the machine keeps going, man. You're not that special as you think you are. You know, everyone praises you for doing an awesome job, but at the end of the day, someone's willing to take your spot. You know, someone's gonna. They want your seat because it's time for them to go for their career. Um, and so, you know, as I'm getting out, um, I'm doing exactly as I've been trained to do. Um, before I even, I was on uh, station Okinawa, Japan, so I'm on an island. And before I leave the island, uh, I've already got registered, accepted to go into UNLV. So I'm ready. I'm just waiting for school to start and I'm, I'm doing it. And... So I'm still doing what I've been trained to do, go get her, do all this stuff. And so I leave and I go to Las Vegas and two weeks after I, I get to Vegas, I'm already in a bar fight. Um, I was around people that, you know, I probably shouldn't have been, but there was a lot of things going on inside mentally and, um, having that brotherhood really, really cling, cling to it. Cause it was just something that I didn't have. Um, so yeah, two weeks in, I'm already in a bar fight. I think a couple weeks later I was in Compton, you know, at another party doing some crazy shit that I shouldn't have done and walking down the street. Um, and so for me, it was a really big drastic change because here I was, um, you know, before I joined the air force, I was troubled, no discipline, no father, you know, those kind of stories. And then I got all that. And then two weeks after leaving the air force, here I am acting a fucking fool. And I'm, I'm losing my goddamn mind because what I didn't expect was how fucking sad I was, man. And that's the real um, part about it, man. I was really sad um, to the point where depression set in and I had no idea why. And a lot of it is, is, you know, right before you get out, you kind of brag to people like, yeah, I'm getting out, man. And um, it's going to be awesome. And yeah, if a job wants me to pay me to do any of this dumb shit, they're going to have to pay me and da 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 da. And, all this freedom I thought I was going to have and 
it, it fucking sucked. I'll be honest with you. For me, my transition story isn't, you know, oh my goodness, I killed it. And da, da, da. It fucking sucked. And I went through a real big depression really fast. And I didn't understand why. And also another thing too that really messed me up mentally was, you know, I wanted to get out. I thought I wanted to get out. And so when I got out and I wasn't happy and I wasn't have everything I was supposed to have, mind fuck. You know what I mean? It really fucked me up mentally because, man, you, this is what I thought I was supposed, what I was supposed to be doing in life. And, you know, I thought this was the next chapter. And, man, no one prepares you for the, the fall that you're going to have. And that fall was a really big fall to the point where, <clears throat> you know, it, it really sent me down a really downward spiral. And, and of course, I'm, I'm hanging out with people that I probably shouldn't be hanging out with because, you know, now we're drinking. So anyways, I'm out. It's during the summertime of 2013, and I find me a job, and, you know, because I'm, I'm going to go to school. You know, I'm going to go to school for entrepreneurship and UNLV. I'm going to have my own business. I had a plan, plan A, and we're going all in. And uh, so I'm, I'm working, you know, doing these things, but I know I'm going to school. School starts, and that's when the fucking first roadblock hit. I didn't fucking know that I had issues being around people. You know, I've been around people my whole life, military, so I thought it was fine. But fucking let me be in a goddamn campus and see those issues, man. Somebody riding on a skateboard pissed me the fuck off. I have no idea why. I'd be in class, and somebody would come in late and just put their head down and go to sleep. And I'd be furious with that individual. I was so mad at them. That next thing I know, I'm having a chewed out conversation with this individual for the next 15 minutes. And I have no idea what the professor is saying because I'm so angry right now that this person came in late. Like, how dare you be this? Um, And that's where I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And what really was starting to set it up was here I am in school and I'm not doing very well physically. Like, I'm there, right? I'm, I'm going to every class. But mentally... I'm having a hard time concentrating. I'm having a hard time really just being around people. To this day, I think I only talked to like one fucking person. I really didn't talk to nobody. You know, I sat in the front of the class so I could pay attention. I, I tried my ass off. I would go to, you know, study groups for, because um, I had uh, accounting. I, I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't understand why. I, I just kept doing exactly what I've been told to do, and it's just keep going and, and keep trying. Um, but... You know, at the end of the day, I only did one semester because it was an utter fucking failure for me because I wasn't prepared for this one. I had no clue that I was going to have a uh, deep sorrow um, for the military. I didn't know I was going to miss it that fucking bad. I, I truly fucking did it. And I had everything on this one. Like, you know, that's what's going to be. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to school for four years. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to use a GI Bill. Man, we're good. We're gravy. And then I don't. So I was working at GNC at the time and it was working on base. You know, I was a reservist for one year, which for me, um, I fucking hated it. I didn't do shit that whole year. I was in agony every time I was there because it wasn't what I was used to doing. You know, I'm used to being at Kadena, man, where it's a high tempo base and you're working your ass off to one year in reserves. I, all I did was like file paperwork in order one time because I just was bored. And then sign people off because I was the only one who was an actual um, able to sign people off on their training. And, you know, they told me like, hey, man, like you're kind of third in line when it comes to rank. So you're not going to make tech. Um, you're not going to make E6. But they say, hey, if you want to, we can switch you to this job and we get you E6 right now because I was qualified for it. I had all the training I needed to do and time and grade. And all I needed was a spot for the reserves. And I didn't want it. I was like, no, I, I didn't do all this time in this career field for to to do another job that I don't care about either so I do one year in reserves didn't like it don't go back so that's that so um here I am you know it's it's uh about to become 2014 and what also is is fucked me up is where this is this is the school semester um I got married before I left um Japan and she's pregnant And so that's mind fucking me up, too, because I have a job now that is I'm working at GNC part time because I'm going to school. And 
and I'm drinking beyond belief to the point where it's not good. And then, you know, um, my daughter and I had the same birthday, my youngest daughter, and she was born. And the way I found out was someone had to come and wake me up and tell me, like, hey, you know, congratulations. It's you know, kind of like saw it on Facebook type thing. And my daughter was born. And the key part about that is when my first daughter was born, it made me look at myself and kind of be like, man, I'm a fucking dirtbag. I'm not a good person. So I was trying to become a good person. Well, five years later, so, you know, my youngest daughter is born and that gave me to look at myself and I did not fucking like me. I didn't like what I was doing. I was drunk a lot. I was I was drinking away my fucking problems and I was depressed. I was sad. I gambled and it fucking blew up in my face because I missed the Air Force. And what am I doing? Fucking absolutely nothing. I'm going to school, but I'm not even doing good in school. And it's like you can start seeing for me that the road is coming to an end and uh it, it's not looking good for me <clears throat> so you know i do all that and uh my daughter's born and, it, and that's when for me i i fucking hit rock bottom because now there's a mirror up to me to to look at my life and i think when kids are born they do that to you, you kind of look at things because you want to protect them and i was not there for her birth and here i am fucking drunk not performing well like it, it's one of the ones where if i'm not going to be there well then i it better be fucking worth it and it wasn't and so i actually had to deal with that internally and, and it, i fucking went into a further depression because you know i get out i thought i made the right decision I, you know i'm going to school doing this and, and it doesn't work and so and then on top of it off I'm, I'm failing in college like i'm not doing very well here and it, it's obvious now was there some things that i didn't understand probably but a lot I had to do with I just could not fucking concentrate because I would get to class and there was like four or five guys and we're all looking at each other. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're all vets for sure, because we're all looking at each other. And we're still wearing some type of fucking military affiliation gear. And we're the only ones that showed up to class early. And we're the only ones who looking at a certain place to be at at all times. And it just became obvious, man. I just kind of felt like so awkward and weird because these kids are talking about things and you're just like, you don't have no fucking clue. You know, I, I didn't deploy that much. I just had four deployments for me, you know, two to Iraq, one in Qatar, which I really don't fucking count because it wasn't that long. And then one Honduras. Um, and when you've seen, you know, the other side of the world and how they treat life, it's a difference. And so when I'm in college and these kids have no fucking clue about a lot of shit that's going on around them in general, their city, but also in the fucking world, I couldn't concentrate. And so... I don't do very well. I think I failed two classes, passed two classes, fucking barely. Um, and then I'm like, all right, cool, I'm not going back. So now I'm not going back the second semester. So now I've lost that GI Bill money that I was making. And I'm working at GNC. And I think I'm making, you know, eight twenty-five an hour. And they try to tell us some bullshit. You're actually making 12 because commission, whatever bullshit. I wasn't making shit. And it was part-time. So as you can start to see where the wheels are coming off and it's not looking good for fucking anybody that's my family and you know to mention my mom's sick so i'm trying to help her out with bills as well you know that that's not fucking good so i got and then my wife's mother is is sick as well so i got two moms to take care of a wife and two kids my oldest daughter is from my previous marriage so i got child support it, you know I me mean, you can start adding up the numbers and it's not looking fucking good for nobody and then to mention, my dumb ass is still drinking. So that's not good either. And we're not drinking like at home trying to save some money, going to Costco and buy a bottle of Jack. No, we're, we're fucking going to the strip club every night and ringing up credit cards and having a good time because everyone else that I'm with are having problems too. And we're not really identifying these things. And so we're just a fucking mess together. And, and that's downward spiral. And so the next semester comes up. I don't go, right? I lose that money. Um, now I'm working at part time. I'm not making no fucking money. Now I've lost money and I cannot get it back. So now I'm starting to s stress on that shit. Cause financially I'm fucking gone. Like it, there's nothing I can do. Um, so I started going, trying to go to the school again for a personal trainer and then, you know, try to get my license. Like I end up getting my certificate for personal training work at that goes gym and I'm busting my ass off. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do this full time. I do that. 
you know, I left GNC for that one. I do it and I'm making maybe 500 a, mo- a month. So 500 a fucking month supporting a family and trying to support a drinking habit. You find out really quickly that you're just in debt. And because you're, I'm just using my credit card to drink. That's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing everything I can and trying to pay 500 bucks for some other dumb shit. Like it's not adding up. It doesn't work. And so, you know, uh, I had some money, you know, when I got out the Air Force, gave me some money. And this is right before the New Year ends um, that I think for me was one of the big things that helped me transition to a better life. Maybe not out of the military or any of that stuff because we're still working on that. But, um, you know, my wife needed some money, so I gave her a thousand dollars. And I had a thousand dollars left from what the Air Force gave me before the walls were going to close in. And what I did was um, I invested in myself. So what I did is um, my, my boy was a, um, he does shows, man. He's a, he's a bodybuilding coach, and I've known him for a good time. He'll be on here um, pretty soon as well, my boy Q. And I asked him to train me. And so, you know, pretty much I gave him the last money I had left. And I don't think I ever told him that, but that, that was the last money I had. That, that was it. I was done after that part. My bank account was zero. And nothing was coming in. But uh, the reason why I did that was just, I don't know. I, I just, I had to fucking do something. I've, I've been always a type to, fuck it, I'm just going to gamble. Like, we're just going to see what it goes here, and then we'll worry from there out. So the last bit of money I have left saved up, I give it to him. Well, that that was like, the reason why I say that was one of the best things I ever did was because now I'm going to become a bodybuilder, and I'm getting my personal training thing. Now I don't have time to hang out with my friends. Why? Because I'm training nonstop. And if I'm not training, I'm doing personal training because I'm broke. And so what that does for everything is it takes me away from all the people I don't need to be around. And then also because I'm doing this, I can't be drinking no more. And so that was really the foundation part of me getting my shit together in a sense. Um, But, you know, I'm still having problems mentally. You know, I'd be talking to my wife and I'd have my gun and she'd be like, what's that clicking sound? And it'd be like nothing. Um, but all it was was just me pointing a gun to my head and pulling the trigger. You know, it, it, it was empty, but just keep cocking it, boom, click, and then just doing it. Why? Because it fucking sucked, man. It, you know, I did put a gun to my head several times. Shit, I would ride a mo- my motorcycle, and my logic was if I can get in an accident bad enough, I'll die. But because I'm still reserves, my family will get some money. So I would just put my head down and fucking go on the throttle, man, and just go and say, fuck it. Let's do it. And if I go fast enough, I won't feel shit. So, you know, it's a win-win because I really didn't value my life at the time. And still to this point, kind of like, you know, I'm not really big on my life of, you know, some big thing like that. So, you know, I'm doing those things. And But um, also what helped me was, uh, you know, every morning I'm listening to motivation videos. So I'm not listening to music no more. Now all I'm listening to is motivation you know, and I'm listening to bodybuilding videos and, and just trying to learn the craft. <clears throat> and what that's really doing for me is it's taking me away from all the bad negative energy, all these bad people that I don't need to be around of. And it's not that they're bad people. It's just they're not doing what needs to be done to make me better. So I had to take ownership of, of me. And so that's what it allowed me to do was to actually separate myself from a lot of people that I didn't need to be associated with. Because all they were going to do was drink, ride bikes, and party. Um, But I was broke. And I couldn't afford that. And it was about time that I admitted that I couldn't afford it. So uh, here I am, making 500 bucks a month, trying to train my ass off, doing those things. And, you know, I went to the VA. And when I first got out, I went to the VA. And the lady told me, I was like, hey, you know, know, I deployed a combat zone. You know, I'm here to get my free medical. And she was like, are you hurt? And I was like, no. She's like, well, it doesn't qualify for you. Um, so that was the beginning of 2013 when I got out and then I told a school counselor that one time and she was kind of making a fuss. And so I went back and, you know, I think maybe October, November or some shit like that of 2013. And I go into the VA and it's like, Hey, welcome to the VA. For some reason, I don't know what kind of energy I was giving off or any of this shit, but the lady was like, Hey man, we got to go to mental health and, and you need help. Cause I don't understand. Like you just don't look good. I go there, um, I come out, and I have a bag full of shit. 
man, I got, you know, some good stuff going on, some ambient, some joint pains, and and they gave me some medicine. I still don't know what it is. I forgot what it was, but that was one of the last times that I really let people give me medicine because the whatever shit they put me on was uh, made me a fucking zombie. So I'm trying my hardest to navigate this world and try to become something else, but the pills they gave me, I just didn't give a flying fuck about anything. I was a zombie. Um, and I hated it so much to this day that when they pushed that on me, I, no, like legit, I'd rather fucking kill myself than fucking be a zombie again. Like I have two emotions, anger and no fucks. Um, but being a zombie, no, I, I would rather just put a gun in my head and just call it a day. Cause that, that's too much. Like I could not take that again, but so I'm on medicine. Um, you know, I'm training all, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing personal training all day. Um, at night I will give me, you know, an espresso with some protein and do that and then come home and take an ambient and crash out. And that's not what that shit's meant for. So, you know, I can't sleep at night. So now I'm actually abusing ambient. Now I'm actually taking more than I'm supposed to. And, you know, they give me month supply. I'm out in two weeks. Why? Cause my dumb ass is doubling up. You know, the old school military way of looking at it is saying more is better. So if I can't sleep, fuck it, we'll go too and we can be knocked out. You know, it didn't help that I just had an espresso, you know, an hour or two before I went to bed. But for me, I'm like, well, I got ambient, so I don't need it. I can actually go to sleep. And I'm not really getting sleep either. Anyone who's been on ambient knows, man, you're, you're not getting sleep. You're just closing your eyes and kind of waking up, you know. But so I'm doing these things and... and as anyone that's smart enough to know is, man, it, it's not good. There's about to be a break somewhere, somehow. And so, again, broke, up to debt, up to my ass, you know, doing these things. And um, shit, I don't even know. We, got, we had done the green card process for my wife. But, you know, by the time it's time, that's more money. We don't have the money now, you know, to, to finish the process. And she's going to come over to Vegas and I have nowhere to live really for us, a brand new baby. I don't know how to take care of nothing like that. I'm, I'm fucked. And so she calls me up and says like, Hey man, I need you to come back to Oki. Um, you know, to help her take care of her mom. Like she needs to me to come back. And so I was like, cool, you know, I'll, I'll do it. You know? And right at that time, I think goals gym was going to make me a, um, manager or some shit like that. So I was, I, I was going to make more money. But she needed me back home. So I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, kind of started getting everything ready. Like, and it, to me, it doesn't matter why. Because, I mean, I'm not doing shit, really. I'm not in school, so I don't need to be tied to that location. I'm not, I'm barely making any fucking money for any of us to survive. So we're all doing shitty as a family. And then, you know, I, I'm unhappy as can be. And I'm training for bodybuilding. I'm losing weight and I'm getting around different people. So my mind's starting to clear up. And so, you know, uh, you know, it's not good. You know, I haven't touched, you know, alcohol in a while, but now I'm going through the VA through the process and they're worried about me mentally. And, you know, I'm still having, you know, I guess suicidal ideations cause I'm, I'm doing it all the time. So it's not like shit cleared up for me right away. It, the suicidal ideations will be, I think something that I have to just deal with on a regular basis. You know, it's just, it is what it is, man. It's just the cost of doing business. Um, so we're looking at summertime of 2014 and I get a loan from USA for the only money they'll give me. And I think they gave me like 10 grand. So, uh, I PCS myself back to Okinawa, man. I took my bike, my motorcycle. I took all my belongings and had no fucking job, had no more money, ran up the credit card bill. So I think the credit card bill was up to 16,000 already. And now I have a $10,000 loan. Well, my mom needed a car, so I went and got her a leased car. So that was no fucking good, because now I got to make payments on a car for my mom. So I drop it off and, and, and to her, and then I take off to Japan, and I have no job. I have no job. I got bills coming in, and I make no income, and I'm already in debt. It's not fucking good. And plus, like, even though I've separated myself, I'm a different person from when I left Japan the year prior. Because mentally, I'm not fucking there, man. Mentally, I've become somebody different. And it's obvious. To the point where I think my wife was like, I don't like this version of you. And so, uh, we're doing all those things. And 
uh, man, I, I give me a job. I finally give me a job working in a warehouse and I'm making $14. And so it's nonstop overtime. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just work and starting to get the bills under control ish. We're to the point where I'm not, um, I'm not behind on bills, but I'm still in debt beyond belief. And so, you know, we're, we're 2014 and, you know, I'm in this job and I'm like, Hey man, I need to go to school because I ain't like, you know, the military's engraved it into me, at least the air force that, um, you got to go to school and that's the only way you better. So plus I get the GI bill. So it's like, okay, I can make some extra money, but this job is like, no, this is overtime is most important. I'm like, man, time and a half at $14 and one cent, fuck time and a half. Cause it's not making me no money. Education will on, on this thing. That's how I looked at it. Uh, so I found a computer job and, and I, I go do that. I work for the Marines now as a contractor and I'm um, doing IT for the Marines. And I'm, I, you know, I mean, I'm going to always do what I do as far as work. I'm going to always do what I do and, and try to excel and started working there. And so I'm making more money now. So now I can afford some more things, trying to pay off some debt here and there. I really don't have a plan on how I'm going to pay off debt. I'm just going to pay it. And so, you know, but this was a point too, where, you know, we're living off a star card now. I mean, that's how things got bad. They were where I'm living off my old star card um, because we ran out of credit cards. Credit cards are max. I had another credit card that was max. Like we're not doing good uh, financially. And so uh, here I am in Japan and, um, you know, we're back as a family. But, you know, there's nothing like when you meet your daughter for the first time and she's almost one years old and she kind of looks at you like, I don't really know you. And so I'm dealing with those things and, uh, it fucking sucks, man. I'm not, I don't think I'm a good dad. You know, I'm like, I wasn't there. I'm not providing, you know, any, any of those things don't, don't make sense. And, uh, so here we are, you know, we're broke, you know, but most importantly, we're, we're together in my opinion. So we're working on things, but what that did was it kept me apart from, uh, everybody that I didn't need to be around. So now um, I'm doing those things. And at this time, and I started reading a book by Osho, which is like, you know, a philosopher, I guess, or, but apparently it's Netflix. The motherfucker was a, a cult leader too. So I didn't know that I didn't, Netflix wasn't around. I wasn't watching Netflix nor the documentary. So if I would have watched that documentary and known he was a cult leader, I probably wouldn't have read his books, but I read his books and it started helping me kind of get to my, my spiritual side of me. You know, I'm not, I'm not very religious by any means. Um, it's just some of the stuff that I've witnessed, man, I, I, I'm not there religiously, but spiritually I started kind of healing myself and started looking at things and reading a book and trying to, to, you know, better myself. And I'm still doing the bodybuilding. You know, I did it for eight months. And so I've lost a lot of weight. I feel really good about myself, but also I'm working out now. I'm, I'm eating better. I'm working out. I'm actually working on the physical and the mental side or spiritual side at the same time. And so without really knowing it, I'm starting to kind of not heal myself to a point where I'm brand new or anything like stuff, but I'm trying to like heal some things. And, uh, so I'm gearing up for a bodybuilding show and I slip and fall one day on a treadmill or on a stairmaster and hurt my hip and I can't do it no more. But to me, it was, <clears throat> it was okay. Like I really was doing the bodybuilding because I was a personal trainer and my mindset was if I'm a bodybuilder, then people are going to want me to be their personal trainer. So that's kind of why I was doing it. But I wanted to be the best that I could be for my family. So that kind of gave me the motivation to do bodybuilding the whole time. But now that, that that I'm on an island and bodybuilding is really not, I mean, not bodybuilding, but actually personal training is not ideal. Um, I'm doing IT and I'm making good money. I'm good at it. I did a little bit of IT in the Air Force. I was going to school for it in the Air Force. So for me, it was kind of just lined up naturally. <clears throat> But yeah, things are getting better now. Um, we're making money, you know, we're doing those things and, you know, kind of that stuff, but really that's it. You know, I'm kind of working on myself, but not too much. And, you know, so that's 2014, 15, 16, you know what I mean? And in 2016, I moved to another job with the air force now. And so now I'm back in my old unit and I'm like, I'm happy now because now I'm back in the job pretty much I was kind of doing the job I was at one time so I'm back in the military back in my old unit around my own kind and my own job and I'm so happy and then I find out that it's bringing a lot of heart rate heartbreak to me too because 
there's so many things I see wrong that I can't fix because there is a point where as a civilian, you see an NCO doing something wrong and you want to correct the NCO, but you understand that you can't, that's not the job no more. That NCO needs to make that mistake because he has to learn. And then you start looking at, you're just, you're not really in no more. And it becomes more aware that you're not in. Plus we go to promotions and, you know, people I know they're getting promoted. People that I knew as younger ranks are getting promotion. And I couldn't help but sit there and say, man, I could be at this rank now if I would have stayed in. And that's letting you know, man, three, four, five years, I still haven't dealt with getting out. I've masked the problem. I've tried to identify certain things, but never looked at it of like, I'm generally heartbroken over getting out. Even to this day, I mean, shit is 2021 and, and, if I can go back in, I would. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that ever goes away. Um, I'll be out eight years this year. So I don't fucking know if it really goes away. And there's still a little bit of me that wish I could still be in. Uh, so, you know, we're, <clears throat> we're working for the Air Force. We're doing good. We're doing these things and stuff like that. And I'm getting a lot of recognition. You know, I win civilian of the quarter, the first quarter, the third quarter, civilian of the year um ce manager runner up for the air force like i'm doing really well but i'm not happy i I can't i can't be there any longer for some reason i made this thing up and and i'm getting so frustrated because this was a good gig i'm making money so like the money doesn't matter to me but i'm getting to the point now where i'm you know getting better in life and so what i did is like i got out of debt you know i was in debt from 2013 to I think 2018. So I'm out of debt now and I can actually start saving money and doing these things. And it's great, but I'm not happy. And so the money part is good. I'm still not happy. You know, I'm working out. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm a civilian now, so I don't have to do certain dumb things. I do still have to do some of them, but not to the degree of military. Not happy. I'm with my own kind. Not happy. And to me, it's like, I need a new challenge. So I went back to working for the Marines. And so now I used to, you know, I was a federal employee that was treated a certain way. It was award winner this, award winner that. And now I'm going to go become a contractor, become a nobody again and just work. And I'm doing those things, getting better at IT and, and doing those things and not happy. And it, it, it fucking sucks, man. Like no matter what way I turn, I'm not happy. And, and I start freaking out. And so, you know, I was going to sit there and say, okay, cool. Well, you know what? What is it I always wanted to do? One of my old troops is um, is a cop now. And so he was like, hey, man, I think you'd be good for this. So I was like, fuck it, man. Let's go. Let's go all in. So I start training for to go a cop. And, you know, I, I'm trying to go back into the Air Force at the same time, um, which they, they told me fucking no. Uh, <laughs> I guess according to my DD Form 214, my realistic code says we don't want you. So um, I'm dealing with that now. Right. And so, okay, I was like, all right, I'll be a cop. And, and I'm training for that, doing all these things. I fly to San Antonio to go take my test. And then, you know, cool, I passed the test. I passed the physical. We're there. And they're like, okay, cool, the next step is here. And I'm like, I'm going to back out for right now because I need to do my wife's stuff so that way we can kind of be together so we're not separated for a year or some shit like that. Um, and so we, we do her paperwork. And then I redo the, the thing again and start me all over again for the um, San Antonio Police Department. And so I go back there, fly out again, do the test, pass the physical, do all that stuff. And then I'm good. Wait minute, months, I think four or five months. And they're like, okay, we need you to come out for a second trip where you're going to talk to, you know, you're going to do a new round of uh, tests. I'm like, okay, no problem. Do medical tests, do psychological tests, all that. I get there. Boom, my eyes are fucked up. They, nope, you can't pass. Like, well, I got corrected lenses. Sorry, you're considered too bad. Your eyes are naturally too bad without lenses. So I'm like, okay. I was like, hey, so if I get, you know, LASIK, will it be good? Like, yep, we're just going to have to fly back out here. I said, okay, cool. Got it. Start talk to my wife. We'll start setting that up, right? That's how all in I am. You tell me something I got to fix, I fix. And uh, so we're there. And uh, I go for a psychological. And so I, I do all these things. And I've been reading books. I've been trying to get better. I've been doing all this stuff. And uh, here we are. And the lady's like, oh, you're doing great. I just need to see your, your uh, VA records. I was like, okay. So I go to the local VA. I'm not, the way the system works, I'm not in San Antonio. So that's no good. So I have to mail in my records. So she's like, okay, I would sign off on your thing, but I need to see your medical, your VA records. 
and then we can sign you off on this portion. So I'm like, cool. I just got to get LASIK, come back, and then I'm golden to actually go to the academy. So it's it's pretty good. I'm doing really well on everything. And then months go by, and, you know, Corona hits, right? So I sent my records, and then Corona hits. And so everything's kind of shut down. So it's like, shit, man. Like, they don't get my records in time. You know, they're asking me, hey, where are your records at? Like, I don't know, man. I sent them in. Here's a receipt. Here's all this. And then, hey, Corona hit. And then I think, man, a couple months later, they come back and say, hey, um, we're going to have to we're going to deny you. You know, I was like, hey, did y'all get my records? Is there something in my records? No word. So now I have no clue what's going on. And I am a paranoid individual. So now I'm wondering what's in my records too much where they would deny me. I mean, I'm flying from Japan. I'm doing a 12, 13 hour trip every time I'm going there. Two hundred or twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollar trip. And I've never complained once. I'm there, you know, doing it. And so this, this takes us to two, uh, 2020. And I, my whole goal that I was doing for the last year, year and a half to two years, done. And I don't know why. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I want to move to the States because, you know, we start looking at it. We live in a small-ass apartment. Um, I want my daughter to have rooms. I want, I want my daughters to be able to have stuff, right? You know, every parent does. And so I, I get a local job at the VA um, here in my hometown. So I'm like, okay, I'll come back home and uh, come back home, work for the VA. And so I was like, you know what? That'd be good. I can actually do something because I'm going to be around veterans so I can help. I can do IT and that will help veterans. Um, <clears throat> and it fucking didn't. It fucking sucked. I hated every moment at the VA. Not because, you know, it, it's shitty because there was no growth for me. You know, I, I quickly learned real fast in the VA that where I was at with my job, my skill set was more than enough. So I didn't need to get better. And that's what really messed me up was there was nothing for me to challenge. To me, I, I'd already been there. I don't need to get better. I'm, I'm good the way I am. And so now I'm clawing again. And, you know, I'm doing these things. And, and if you look at my resume, you'll find out every two years, I'm always going to another job. Here we are. I'm a month in, two months in, and I'm already looking for other jobs. Like, I, I'm not here. You know, and it's one of the ones where, you know, and then I signed up for the local police department here. I'm like, cool, let's do it. And they're like, all right, cool. We like your resume. Come in, take your test. And I look at how much they make and just couldn't do it. Just like, no, man, I'm sorry. I cannot make. I just bought a new house. I come. You know, I'm used to making more money in Japan, doing all this stuff like that. I cannot financially afford this big of a pay cut. I already took a pay cut from Japan coming here, and now I'm taking a bigger pay cut. And uh, so I couldn't do it, man. And what really what really upset me was I had to make a decision for my family, knowing that I'm, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I'm 35 fucking years old, and I'm already looking for another job, and I don't know what to do. Honestly, and this is the part where this is the current part where I'm struggling is I don't know what I'm doing because, you know, I've been going from job to job to job and I don't have the problem where I get fired going job to job. I have the problem where I go and I excel, but I'm not happy. And that's that's the part that hurts the most because it's just like, what the fuck do I do? I'm 35 years old. And so, you know, I was like, well, I need to make extra money if I want to become a cop. So I'm going to start doing investments and for, for for real estate and then i'm also like all right cool well i'll just get my real estate my realtor license and so i'm going down that path and then you know um so i get my realtor license uh, i just got it like a month ago or so and so i say fuck it man i'm gonna quit my job go full-time in real estate and uh before that i emptied out my my savings account my retirement fund and bought property and like I said, man, for, for, for me, it's, it's, you know, what the fuck do I do? I'm 35 years old. I've gone from job to job. I'm starting a new job now. If I don't like this shit, like what the fuck's up? I, I don't, I honestly don't fucking know. Um, and so some of the things that I've been doing over the years is, is just working my ass off and that works. And so I think this is the only way you do it. And, and, you know, this is right now. I, I really don't fucking know if it's a good idea or not. I honestly don't know. And, and so I've been looking for my my next mission. I, I truly believe a lot of us vets, man, the reason why we fail is we don't have a mission. And there is no fucking mission. 
So what I did was I wanted to help vets. And that's when I kind of got into real estate was um, there's a, uh, a guy that I'll be interviewing as well, uh, Dallas, man. And when I was going to San Antonio for police, he was my realtor. And the sh- that dude was on point, man. He knew shit. He helped me out. I didn't know nothing. He helped me. He gave me the information. He, Man. And so when I came here to where I'm at now, it, it wasn't available to my knowledge. You know, there wasn't someone, there wasn't a Dallas here. And so that's why I was like, hey, I want to help vets and I want to be that guy. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do really. It's just help people. And maybe that is the calling. Maybe that is the next mission. So that's why I created this podcast is just because I don't, man, we all have problems. I've, I've talked to my friends and we don't even talk we don't even talk about what kind of problems we're going through the that issue you know i mean i'm even now having still eight years later if i'm in a meeting and someone comes in late i cannot stand it or a phone goes off i cannot stand it beyond belief like it's just one of the things that just i i just fester so you know there there's a things with us vets where we don't talk about it you know and so that's kind of my story. Um, not very, sh- not very proud of it, man. Cause it's a shitty story, man. It's like, I didn't really do shit, you know? And it's not like the story ends and it's like, man, you're fucking killing it. You're this guy. Like, nah, just still here. Still trying to figure shit out. So that's why I don't like it too much. I really don't like to talk about it cause there's nothing really good about it, man. It's just, we're here. Um, but I know I've gotten better ish. You know what I mean? Like there's still some fucking issues, man. We got anger issues for sure. Um, you know, I'm isolated. And, you know, and, and and so being back home, you know, it's uh, people try to act like they're my family. But I don't I don't fucking know these people, man. And it sucks because they might even be listening, but I don't fucking know them. They don't know me for goddamn sure. Um, you know, there's a couple people that I, I served with, man. And those, man, those are my brothers right there. I got them, man. My boy John calls me. I'll be on my fucking way to Cali right now if he needs me that bad. Um, that's family right there. You know, there's certain people I'm like, you're family. Like, you're legit family. My own my own blood, I, I've been gone for 16 years and nobody really called me or talked to me and see how I was doing. So it sucks, but I don't fucking know these people. And they try to act like they know me, but they don't fucking know me. And the sad part is I, I generally don't care. I don't give a flying fuck. Like, I don't care. You know, I got my wife and I got my two girls, and that's kind of where I'm at. You know, unless unless I say your family, cool. But if it if it ain't that, I honestly, don't give a flying fuck. I don't care, and that, that sucks because, you know, my family. I think is starting to realize I'm I'm not that kid that left. I'm completely different, and that's kind of why I stayed away because I am different. I don't want to be that guy no more. I don't know who that is. My memory is so bad. I don't memorize it, and so it, it's tough to say, but. Yeah, I don't really generally give a fuck about spending time with my family because that, to me, that's not family. You know, there's a couple people, if I call my boy Izzy, <clears throat> we can have a conversation for hours talking about all kinds of stuff. That's family. You know, talk to my boy Nori, that's that's family. You know, th- those are certain people when I talk to them, they're family. Um, but talking to my own flesh and blood, what I got in common with you, I don't, we have nothing in common, so... It's one of the ones that I'm still dealing with as a thing because I, I moved. I wanted to move here to bring my daughter close to her family or at least my mom. But I generally do not care about that. So like I said, this is my story, man. It, it's not. It sucks because a lot of it involves a lot of drinking, a lot of mismanagement. There's a lot of things you can see ahead where it does not look good. And a lot of the stuff was self-inflicted, man. <clears throat> you know, and, and now. I'm trying to lead a life that's helping others. Not because I got it all figured out, because I still still trying to figure my shit out. So, you know, why not be on a journey together and figure our shit out together? Um, so yeah. That wraps it up that and what I really wanted to start doing is doing a hot wash at the end of every ex- after at the end of every conversation, man, do a hot wash. Why? Because there's some things that I went through that I might have learned that can help you out. <clears throat> and so what we're gonna start with is um you know, what I like. I like that I'm not there no more, man. I like what I didn't say was in 2017, I believe, I started listening to Audible. I'm dyslexic. So reading books for me has never been me. So what I did was I got Audible and I actually increased my information, my knowledge. I started reading books and reading and reading. 
And I found out, man, A, I'm not dumb, but B, I'm smart. And so I'm learning about finances. I'm learning about self-help. I'm, I'm getting better. And so that's what I liked is that I actually started using the information that really helped me out. Now, am I still making mistakes? For sure. Am I still doing Audible? A hundred percent sure. But I started doing that. Um, another thing that I liked is <clears throat> I had to get away, away from those individuals. Uh, it sucks, but I had to take care of myself. And so I like that. I like that I took an investment on me. Once I invested on myself, for me, man, that it just I took off from there. Um, and, you know, because I read a book, I read a Dave Ramsey book, Help Me Get Out of Debt. You know, because I read a book about the stock market, I was able to put all my retirement fund that I had picked a, a lousy one and was able to make compound interest on it, double that within that amount of time to help me buy my first property. So that's why books for me were the big things because I was able to expose myself to so much different information that I was able to use that information to better my family. So I like that a lot. Um, I like that I don't drink as much as I used to. Now, do I yearn for alcohol? Oh, fuck yeah, man. It's hard, man. It's a, it's a day-to-day thing where sometimes I just want to get fucking blasted. Um, I had to talk to a mental health one time, and I just came home and just started drinking, man. Like, that is still me that I think that's going to help solve everything. So these are things I still got to fucking deal with. You know what I mean? It, it just it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I like that I don't drink as much. I like that I can drink one or two beers and not do that. Now, that is because I am terrified of becoming drinking more. That is for sure. Um, so I, I like those things. Um, I like that I started writing my goals out. So I think 2018, I started writing my goals out. And that's I read them the other day, and it was pretty cool. Because, you know what I mean? I read like. They were very easy goals to accomplish, but they were a goal to kind of set forth. And it kind of gave me a way to kind of sit there and say, okay, you know, to the point now where my goals now, if it doesn't help me to my goals, I don't fucking do it. And if I, if there's an individual that doesn't help me get to my goals, then fuck them. And it's very aggressive that way because it has to be, because this is for my family. These are goals that are going to help my family, help myself. So if it doesn't help me get to my goals, fuck them. If it's a person who's not going to help me get to my goals, going to bring me down, fuck them. Got to get them out of my life. Um, sucks when sometimes it's people you're related to, you know, just realistically. Like, you know, if you're not going to help me do these things, I got to get the fuck out of here because I got to do my own thing. Um, so I really, goal setting, man, help me. It focused me. It put me on target and just, you know, aim, boom, send. And so um, that really helped out a lot. You know, books, man, can't can't get enough on how much that really helped out. And then really the the thing that I do to this day that helped me out the most, motivation videos. Um, my mind was so negative that being able to listen to motivation videos nonstop started reprogramming me to a sense where whenever I started feeling down on myself, I would just start hearing something about a motivation. And they're not motivations like, hey, you're a good person. It's like, no, man, you got to fucking work, man something knocks you down you get up and go again like that type of shit like that's what i listen to even to this day first thing as i do is i get up in the morning before i go work out man i uh listen to motivation i'm listening to motivation in the mornings you know as i'm warming up in the gym so the first you know i'm, I'm by myself first thing in the morning but motivation is what starts the day for me and that has really changed my mind i mean i've been doing that since 2014 and i have not stopped i i contribute that as one of the Number one things that helped me out the most was that my mindset has changed because now it's positive and optimistic, not because I am, because I'm always feeding it that information every day. Um, and another one that that I liked was gym. You know, I may not be a six pack guy ripped or anything like that, but I am in the gym trying to become better and putting myself in situations I don't like. It's fucking cold in the gym and I'm still working out. Now, am I doing the best I can? Probably not, but I'm still there facing it every day. And that really helped me face my obstacles. Um, and when things, things I didn't like, I didn't like that I was a, a shitty person, man. I, I, I didn't like that I became in love with the way alcohol made me feel. And the crazy part is, uh, when it comes to alcohol, man, I don't even like fucking liquor, like, I'm a little bitch with it, man. I like my, my mixed drinks. You get me fucked up off some uh, vodka and cranberry, man, we have a good time. You give me pure vodka, I probably won't drink that much. 
<laughs> so that's what's kind of funny about it. Um, I generally don't like that stuff. Um, but anyways, I didn't like that I did that. I didn't like that I just quit on everything. I just gave up on things. I didn't try harder in school. You know, I did go back and get my degree, by the way. So I do have a degree, and I did finish it. Um, so that, that kind of makes it feel better. But I didn't like that. I just kind of gave up because I was having problems. Instead of trying to figure out how do I adapt to these problems, I just kind of quit. Um, you know, things now that I don't like that I do is I still don't know. You know, I, st- I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, I am terrified. You know, I quit all these jobs. I'm doing this stuff. You know, I cleaned out my retirement fund. I'm doing this. I'm doing real estate now. And it's like, I'm 35. I still got a lot of live, a lot of life to live, man. And I don't know what I'm going to do next. So it does worry me a little bit if this doesn't work out. And so that is a caution, man. I mean, that is a sign that I am concerned. Um, I, I don't like that I have anger issues still, man. There, I feel bad. Sometimes my daughter will do something and I just snap. And it's just, I, I wish I could help it. I wish. You know, I hate that my daughter can't scare me. You know, my wife would tell her, like, don't you scare him, man. Like, do not do it. You are not going to like the what's going to happen. Because for me, my daughter has seen it at least twice. My youngest daughter has at least seen a little bit of the anger inside. And um, it scares her like, to the point where she doesn't want to come near me because I scared her too much. And I have to live with that shit, man. It sucks. Um, and I'm trying to get better at the anger. But I don't fucking know what else to do, man. I'm just angry. Um, it's just what I use. It's my fire. It's my foundation it's fucking lava man it's just there it's just growing it's just there chilling hot as fuck man so you know i don't like those things uh lessons learned man the lessons i learned man is 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 investment in yourself man investing into making yourself better pays dividends beyond fucking belief man i wouldn't be nowhere today where i'm at now if i didn't take the last bit of money i had and invested it in me I had no idea that that effect would literally legitimately do that to me. Um, all these things that, that I've, I'm able to accomplish now are all because I took a chance on myself. Now, I did take a chance on myself before when I went to, to, to college, and that didn't work out. But I still invested myself again. And I have no problem when it comes to gambling on myself. Again, I'm concerned about real estate. But at the same time, I'm, it's, it's on me. So I'm more confident in betting on me than I am betting on somebody else. Um, so lesson learned, man, investment in yourself. Two is books, man. That Man, I can't, can't stress that enough, man. Reading certain things from different things, there's so much knowledge in books. And I, I say it because I had no idea. I was dyslexic, so I thought being smart wasn't for me or reading books weren't for me. I just had to learn a new way to learn. That's it. And so... Man, audiobooks for me have changed the game. And I don't I don't sit down and, and, you know, 30 minutes a day. No, while I'm, you know, getting ready in the mornings, audiobook. While I'm cutting my hair, audiobook. While I'm driving somewhere, audiobook. And is that a lot? No, but it's 5, 10, 15 minutes here and there. We chop it down. And next thing you know, you're at 15, 20 books a year. And all the knowledge you're able to grasp from that, you, you can kill the game because you have so much to offer. We're, I believe we are so fucking smart that we can do these things and I'm not like a, a smart person man I'm a kid who who fucking flunked English and if if the teacher if it wasn't for my teacher who knew I was going to the Air Force who, who raced at 65 and put a 70 on there and said good luck it doesn't fucking happen like legit man I'm not that guy um, but because I'm able to hear information I can learn it and so because I can learn information I can apply it and that's all the difference in the world. So that that was a good thing, man. Books. Can, cannot stress that enough. Please read that. Um, another thing that I learned, man, spiritual side. Again, I'm not a religious person, but this, still you need to have a spiritual side. So for me, it was kind of more going to more of a different side. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, man, it's a little bit of a balance act between going full hippie. But I do believe in energy, man. I do believe in karma. I do believe in being a good fucking dude. Like legit, man. I want to be a good fucking dude for my kids. Um, I just want to be an overall good person. So, you know, there's that. Um, you, you cannot skip out on your spiritual side. If that's meditating, that's being religious, whatever the fuck it is, you got to find it. 
Um, it's, it's your own journey. And once you can respect that you're, you're handling that stuff. And again, you may not be a religious person, but then it might be just, you know what? I'm just going to be nice to people. So they're nice to me. That's that simple is a ripple effect within the world and the universe. And I do believe in all that stuff. <clears throat> and so I think that man, just being a good fucking dude, man is, is good. And also another lesson learned for me is I adapted the air force core values as a civilian. And the reason why I make the distinction is because in the Air Force, they teach you it, da, 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 and you're like, okay, 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 cool. But when you're out, you have your own choice to make. You have to your own person who to be. So for me, it was Air Force core values. That kind of helped the depression in a sense because I may not be in a uniform, but I can still live up to that ideal of what a person's supposed to be, right? And even now, I still try to make sure I'm volunteering. I still make sure I, I do school, I, at least educational. Because why? It's a whole person concept. You can't just be good at your job and still not be the best. You have to help others and you have to make sure that you're growing in information. So I still use that to this day. That that, that mindset the Air Force gave us for, you know, you got to have bullets for work. You know, it's not all about what you did for work, but it's also what did you do to better yourself and what did you do to better others? The whole person concept. I applied that and that really helps me out a lot because I have to get better. Um, so there's that, um, you know, those are some, th- some lessons that I've learned from that. And then going forward on how do I prove, man, helping others, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that's why I wanted to start doing this. And I've known for me, like knowing that I'm trying to do stuff for a podcast that hopefully helps, um, makes me feel better. So that's the only kind of way that I can improve now is just kind of put all my energy into helping others and, so far it's working out don't know if it's going to last forever but i know that um i i did a job and i was a servant and so trying to serve myself doesn't feel good but doing something for others feels amazing um you know so i was this past weekend um i was helping out refuge services here in lubbock texas which fucking awesome they, they do horse therapy to help you know people in general but also for veterans and so they had a um Paul had a, an actual veteran work day. So he went out there and I was swooping a sidewalk and again, dusty as fuck doing that. But I felt good because it's like, you're helping to help someone else, help someone else. It was like, cool, man, we're back in kind of sort of in, in a weird way where you're helping to help someone else to help others. It felt great. I loved it. You know, it was like, cool, man. It, yeah. It sucked that I had to like, I, I had like dirt in my nose and I was blowing my nose. You can see dirt chunks, but just the fact that you're helping others, I, I felt was, something cool uh to a point where it's like i like this feeling um so yeah those are those are some of the things that i think you can improve on man um is this end all be all no do i still have fucking issues for fucking sure um i'm still figuring out life like i said i've been bouncing around from job to job man the last years since i've been out and i i still don't got to figure it out but I do know that these things have helped me out and hopefully I can help someone else. Now is my story rainbow and sunshine for, for fuck no. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure if I think of some other things, I could think of some more stuff. I kind of glanced over it really fast, but I'm not very proud of that shit. You know, it does it affect me to this day. Yeah. You put me, sometimes I look over at a thing and be like, man, if I jump, fuck it to be over with, you know, cause you know, I was talking to my therapist and you know, it's just kind of sometimes when you, you look at it and you're just like, man, if this is how it is for the rest of my life, man, it, I do have to think that way. Like, fuck it. Why would I want to be here? And so, you know, when we're looking at this 22 veteran, you know, thing a day and people are doing pushups and doing, I, I, you know, hey, man, thank you for your support. But that's not fucking it. We got some real fucking issues we got to talk about. And if we're not talking about these fucking issues, it's not going to be 22. It's going to be 23, 24, 20. It's going to keep growing. Because a lot of us vets are having problems and there's no fucking way to solve this shit. We're just going to have to live with it. So until we start talking about what we got to live with and what we're going to do with and have contingency plans. um, Yeah, I, I think the number is going to keep growing. So, you know, hey, man, thank you for your 22 pushups, man. But that's not fucking it. We got as vets, in my opinion, we got to take care of our own and we got to fucking talk about this shit, man. There's a lot of us having some really dark fucking stories going on right now. And every fucking time we talk to each other, it's all gravy, man. Hey, man, we're good, man. Oh, doing good. Trying to tell you our achievements. 
because a lot of us, that's all we've been trained to do is talk about achievements instead of talking about the real issues. And so it's going to take vets, man, to talk to other vets and saying, hey, man, this is what I'm going through. And then they open up and tell you, like, fuck, I'm going through the same fucking problem, too. So, hey, man, thank you for listening. This is my story. It's nothing great, nothing gravy, none of that stuff, but it's mine. Um, And I can only make it better or I can make it worse, but it's really up to me. So hopefully this helps. Um, This is the regular G.I. Joe podcast, man. Stay tuned for more. And uh, thank you for listening.